The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hi, listeners. We're a mini Very Loose Women. Maybe we need to rename ourselves. Uh, It's just Emma and... Catherine. I'm glad that you said your name there because we hadn't rehearsed doing that. Um, I panicked. Um, Yeah, we're back in the studio after a bit of a hiatus um, and we've lost a couple of of members temporarily. So I guess we kind of thought maybe we'd kind of reacquaint ourselves with each other, if you can say that, um, on our, yeah, as a temporary twosome. So what we thought we'd do, obviously recently there's been a lot of us in the press of the kind of 36 questions that can make you fall in love with anyone. Um, which were first published in 1997 in an academic paper by Arthur Aaron et al. Um, so we just thought we were kind of interested in the idea of like forcing intimacy. Like, can you kind of just make yourself fall in love with anyone? Is what we were trying to investigate. So like, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Catherine? I, I think to a certain extent you can, especially if there's a base level of affection. You definitely need to have some affection going on before you can you know fall for someone but if you spend the more time you spend with someone the more you get to know them and the more you invest in that person so maybe the harder it is to detach yourself but you just see a different side and maybe that vulnerability makes you then fall in love with them whereas if you just discounted them on the first date and you thought actually no I'm not that into it then you know you'll never know are you saying that you could eventually wear someone down who didn't like you at all well liked you a tiny bit or they wear you down and you just don't even realize it is that what love is? A gradual wearing down after spending enough time together. I guess that is what it is. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Boyfriend that. Boyfriend not listening, hopefully. I think that there's maybe um, different types of love. And when you first meet someone who you're just really drawn to, you can be in like lust with them and you can find something really exciting about them but that's not the same as knowing someone really well for who they actually are and seeing their weaknesses and their bad sides too so like that feeling is what you get after maybe a longer period of time and it might not be as immediately exciting these are all maybe quite classic kind of stereotypes I suppose of like what relationships are but you definitely have a different feeling towards someone who it's like love at first sight compared with someone you've known for years and years and that must be partly to do with the knowledge you have about their character well obviously we've known each other for many a year you're telling me actually that this year i guess it's 10 years yeah 10 years since we started uni together almost which is shocking in september it will be our 10 year um anniversary of meeting each other but also yeah going leaving home for the first time um, so I guess we probably know each other pretty well, but I think we should try it out, try some of these 36. I mean, some of them are just the same question over and over again, really. So we've an edited version somewhat. And also, uh, listeners will be happy to hear, we're not going to record ourselves doing the four minutes staring at each other in silence portion of the, of the questionnaire. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think we should try it out, see if by the end of it we feel a little bit closer. Yeah, and also we should point out that we're particularly keen for listeners to join in. So you may be listening thinking about your answers yourself and want to let us know, but it would be great if anyone wants to volunteer for us to try and put them in touch with someone else uh, we know or who listens to the show and we can get two people who really genuinely haven't met to give it a go. Um, so if you're interested, then you can tweet us at VLW Radio. Um, you can find Very Loose Women on Facebook um, or you can email verylooseswomen at resonancefm.com We have a podcast of some sort? Yeah, if you just want to listen again 
or you want to record yourself doing this um, survey and we can get some edited highlights, then you could be featuring on our iTunes podcast. You can search for us on iTunes, Fairly Swimming. Um, and if you want our special feed, I don't really know how it works, but I can send that to you as well. Fantastic. Okay, should we get started? Yeah, let's go for it. I'm excited. Okay, question number one. Would you like to be famous and in what way? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be famous, famous like a celebrity, but I like to be renowned in my field. Um, and one thing that I always kind of wanted to do was um, be a well-known novelist in a certain kind of section. Do you want to exp- expand on that section? I like to write a historical novel, but I'd also write, like to write um, like kind of sort of racy novels. <laughs> racy historical or those two separate categories? I like to do a serious historical, but I've only got one serious idea, but I've got loads of racy ideas. So I think I'd have like maybe a kind of, you know, like a nom de plume. I see. Um, what about must- you? Thank you. Uh, yeah, not really. But then I thought I'd like to be a talking head. Is that a thing? Yeah. That sounds fun. I can imagine myself being a talking head. Yeah, it is. And um, one of our friends who's a comedian has just started being a talking head. Um, Amy Havaska she was on like something on Channel 4 recently so people do genuinely do it it just sounds fun as well and it seems like you kind of imagine a a little head floating along so it's a fun name as well anyway next question Uh, so before making a telephone call do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why yes I do Uh, if it's like something important and I've got kind of got to let someone down in some way Mm. and possibly like romantically or otherwise or just like you know it's a serious call someone's calling you because you've done something bad and mm. you know they're going to be telling you off and you've got to work out what to say covering but, your back yeah exactly how am I gonna <laughs> how am I gonna make it sound like I didn't do what I obviously have done but also I guess yeah I try and avoid those so when people call I often just let it ring out <laughs> so yeah, that's my response what about you are you a phone planner um when I'm at work yeah because you're always looking you've always got an objective haven't you um but also when calling my dad or knowing that he's going to phone me because I know that he's going to quiz me on what exercise, especially weight bearing exercise, I have or haven't done. So do I've got to have, have good a answers. Do you lie? Um, uh, sometimes I exaggerate. But recently my boyfriend's been kind of like um, grassing me up because my dad will ask him and he'll say, no, I haven't done anything and get the flack. And then he'll see that I'm kind of exaggerating how much... I'm doing with the weights and then he'll basically yeah he'll he'll just kind of reveal that actually I didn't do any this week or something so I'm getting What's foiled. What's his aim there? That's awful. I know. Okay number five. Yeah. Or number three I guess. When did you last sing to yourself? And when did you last sing to someone else? You tried to sing to me earlier. You tried to sing well go on. So I always sing um what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty fine man. Everyone is laughing in the studio. Uh, and I sing it whenever my boyfriend does something around the house because he's never done his own cleaning. Um, and he's like naturally not someone who minds living in mess and I get really stressy. So when he does something as a bit of positive reinforcement, I'm like, what a man, what a man, what a man. And it happens quite a lot because he's been doing loads of cleaning. So that's singing to someone else. When do you yeah. sing to yourself? Oh, like um, in the shower and on the way to work every day. What hits? Um, I sing a lot of Rihanna mm-hmm. and also Van Morrison. I listen to a lot of Van Morrison. What about you? Um, well, the last time 
when I, I say to myself, I've got a bit of a problem because I've been listening to some, to some angsty hits like from my youth, as usual. I've got back into like my Blink angsty teenage. No, <laughs> silver chair, bit more angsty, bit okay. more like I don't know emotion there. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then it's hard. To, I want to sing it when I'm in the street, right? But then I'm like, that's embarrassing. Everyone will look at me. So when I think there's no one in the street, I kind of sing it really quietly. But then I yeah. feel even weirder. And I always worry someone's going to like pop out and like, you know, not mug me or anything, but just hear me singing, which is even worse. I kind of do fear. a hum, a little mm. really weak hum. Or I mouth the words, which is also like I, like a crazy person. Yeah. Um, the last time I signed to someone else, I signed some Jamiroquai because everyone was saying that Jamiroquai are rubbish. And I was just like, guys, have you heard these hits? So then I sang them some. Are you going to, you know, give us a sample? Not yet. Maybe <laughs> later. Well, once we've got more intimate with each other. Emma's gone surprisingly bashful. Um, okay, next question is, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Well, when we talked about whether or not we're going to ask this question, when we were weeding out the weak questions, you were like, oh, yeah, I think I know what you think. And I don't know what I think. So I want to know what you think I think. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were when we first met, that decade ago you always used to say to me I'd be like what do you want to do when you're older and you'd say well I just I've always thought I would die young I'm not going to live past 40 so you know there's no point making a plan I'd be like god don't say that but you said it quite a few times so I thought that was genuinely what you felt and I can tell you that mine is um I've kind of just always had this like feeling that I'd like die in a car crash. But I often, the alternate imagining I have is that I'll be in one of those people who's in a coma for like three years and then wakes up and everything around me has changed. I have that kind of like thought in my head when I cross the road quite a lot. I often think that I'm going to fall like on my face. I imagine falling on my face a lot and like just like, I don't know, my face getting completely mashed by this falling. So maybe I, I could, die, you know, die by like falling down some stairs or something. But you don't that's think you'll die young still. You're not, that's not concerning you. I feel like I'm probably now, now I might have a slightly different conception of like what old and young is now that we're reaching, <laughs> we're like getting towards 30. I'm a bit, a bit upset Okay, about that. feels a bit more real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. This is a stressful one. Name three things you and your partner, my partner here being Catherine, obviously, appear to have in common. Should we just do like alternate ones each? Yeah. So, what have you got? We don't like being told what to do. True. Uh, preoccupation with our vaginas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Good one. <laughs> Mine's, we have our integrity. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we're on an interview paddle. Okay, great. Um, next. <laughs> what is it? Oh, um, oh If God. you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? I'd like to have spent more time outdoors. I've got the same one. Oh no. my God, it's love. No way. This is, oh my God. Because I did spend time outdoors, but it was limited Not to when offering. my family wanted to. It wasn't like there was just freedom to roam all the time. So yeah, that's what I've got. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I feel so close to you right now. Oh, I could have put that song on. Such a hit, such yeah. a hit. Do you sing that one on the bus as well, walking down the street? That is that one of my favourite Calvin Harris songs. Yeah, it's on my um, my sort of like um, Spotify playlist that I listen to every day. So, um, Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? That's also part of the question. Um, yeah, um, going to Africa. 
which I'm always thinking of doing and I've always planned to do. But then I'm an opportune traveller. So if I know someone who lives somewhere, that's when I always try and go. And there's only so many expensive trips you can have a year or so much time you can take off work. I always go where people live or they have something planned that I can kind of piggyback onto. Um, and it's just not kind of come up. And then I was finally going to go um, this year with work. And then that trip got cancelled. So I, sh- I would have been in Malawi right now. Um, but you're here with us. Yeah. Yay. Getting to know you. Getting to learn all about me. What about um, you? I really need to learn to swim. I, and the reason I haven't is pure laziness. Just can't be bothered. You did for a bit. And I then had a you go. made progress and you're not as frightened anymore. So I think you're doing quite well. Thanks. Um, so what do you value most in a friendship, Emma? Um... Hmm. I've written two words support a supportive friend who like listen to your problems you know mm. but also lols like you've got to have a lols you've got to have fun yeah totally I've got um, I've just got like one thing which is someone who cares about what you care about which like I Calvin Harris important. yeah but I think that captures a lot of that stuff and I do agree with especially the lols if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly would you change anything about the way you're now living why this, the questions just get so dark. We missed out some of the darker yeah, ones. But maybe we should read them out at like, some point. You know, something like a, I don't know, maybe like 10% are about death. Anyway, um, yeah, so I <laughs> I would like to go in the great outdoors more. That's why I put down. If you knew you were going to die in a year, you would go in the great outdoors more. I'm sorry, yeah, I, I wouldn't be office bound. Yeah, you know. Getting to know you isn't about like there's no right getting answer. anger. There's yeah. no right answer to you. Yeah, there's never a right an- answer. What about you, Emma? I've said I would shag around more and travel, possibly go to Iceland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, okay. Oh, it's your turn to ask the next one. Isn't it? What roles did love and affection play in your life? Mm. Mm, good question. This is as racy as the questions get, which surprises me because I think surely a way to become more intimate with someone is to talk about sex lots. But this is literally as racy as it gets. Not everyone thinks that, though. Some people don't like it when you talk about sex, and then that can put them off. Mm. If this is kind of trying to be neutral, yeah, you don't want to talk too much about sex. Well, love and affection is very important to me, and I felt most unhappy when I felt like I've got lots of love and affection to give and not and kind of um, like not the right people around me to kind of give it to. So like when I felt a bit lonely... But I, it is important to me and a lot of my friends are very loving and very affectionate and that makes me very happy as well as my family and partner. But crucial. And you? It's a very broad question. I would say that I find those things very comforting. Is mm. that an adequate answer? Yeah. Okay. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive character a characteristic of your partner. Share a total of three items. Partner being Emma. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, We're not talking about your boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, what do you so like I've got down your refusal to stand for injustice. I think that you have a social conscience. Like these. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know how far this necessarily goes. Like, I'm not <laughs> saying that you're chaining yourself to like, you know, some railings that are getting like imminently knocked down by some railings. You know, like, you know, <laughs> I've, I've not like seen you do an active protest, but you definitely uh, pipe off when you're upset by things okay. like that so I like that and um, I like the fact that you stop me from being too serious so when I say um, things like we've got our integrity that you find that funny <laughs> and basically that I'm a fool <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and along with that, your ability to find anything funny. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. Um, I've got... I'll go from, like, least exci- least complimentary to most... Comp- that's, that's offensive. <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? Like, the least... Whatever. Uh, stylish. Very stylish. Am I? I feel like... You do what you want. Like, when you don't want to do something, you're just like, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. That's good. You know you're in mind. And you're quite ambitious. Oh, thanks. And my, uh, if anyone listened to our episode about fashion, the consensus was that my style is casual professional. Um, yes. <laughs> wet look. There's a lot of wet look going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether that counts as being um, truly stylish. Thanks. That's nice. Should we skip to number 12? How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? <laughs> <laughs> Classic question. Um... I feel like my mother um, still provides a lot of basic needs for me as well as we have a good relationship, but just things like sewing buttons on. I just haven't ever <laughs> progressed beyond that. <laughs> basic, yeah, I guess. But yeah, I, I, I do think that she's a wonderful person and I see her as a person rather than just my mum. What about you, Emma? Um, I think that it's funny this question has come up because it's my mum's favourite question. To ask people yeah. like what their relationship is like with their mother, which um, I guess means that she's conf- confused or concerned about our relationship. Conflicted, maybe. Conflicted, yes. When we were at Port Elliot Festival, um, Emma's mum literally tried to ask this to every single person we met. Like, everyone. <laughs> everyone who went to resonance. Oh, yeah, just Any anyone. interviews. <laughs> um, what do you think? What though? do I think? Um, I think that we get on quite well, but she lives very far away and that's quite difficult. She lives in Australia and that, that creates a lot of mm. physical distance, at least. Mm. But yeah, we can have a lot together. Um, when did you last cry in front of another person? And also, when did you last cry by yourself? Okay, so I was trying to think about this, and I actually was struggling to remember the last time I cried, which is unusual for me. And, you know, there have been years when I've cried, like, most days. But at the moment, I'm not really crying. Mm. The last time I remember, like, feeling little tears prickle in my eyes was when I was at the school I was working in, and it was actually just like, a really cute thing happened. Just like the little boy that I was working with, um, I just like he was at the wrong side of the playground, and I was like, "Oh, come on, name of boy, like you, you know, like we need to line up for, you know, we're going back inside after playtime." And then I realized he was with another little boy, this boy who's really, really sweet with him. And I was like, "Come on, boys!" And then I realized it was because his tie had come undone, and the other little boy was doing it up for him. And I just like it just it was so cute that I honestly felt little tears prickling in my eyes and mm. yeah I don't know it was just really really sweet but I guess I've yeah, got that's tears it. prickling in my eyes is it the empathy and the love I'm feeling <laughs> yeah. right now yeah yeah well anyway that mm. was quite a sweet moment that's the last time I can think of what about you um so when I was crying in front of another person it was um the last time I was on my period and I felt really mad and had really bad cramps and I just got settled on the sofa with like, you know, a comfy outfit on and had a cup of tea. And then I realised that um, I'd actually somehow managed to like leak through everything and there was like a blood stain on the sofa and it just really upset me because I was like, oh my God, I've now got to move off the sofa, clean it up. Like, I just want to relax. This is really annoying. I've got to put my leggings in the wash and I just burst into tears. Um, And that was in front of my boyfriend who had the ingenious idea of finding the biggest dressing gown ever that was like totally impenetrable. Um, And then I sat down and he actually cleaned up for me. Thanks, James. That's really kind. Maybe that's love cleaning up your menstrual mess um so yeah I was just really upset by it it just upset me that I've been having periods for years and years and I still managed to like bleed over the sofa 
Well, let's think about those poor tennis women who are talking about, you know, the, the yeah. having that worry of bleeding out everywhere yeah. when you're wearing tennis yeah, whites. totally, totally. And maybe, like, um, you know, lots of sports uh, women, like, take um, the pill and block it out um, so that they can shift when their period is and how that then obviously messes up your cycle and the effects of that. You know, all of that stuff is, like, very Not difficult. to diminish your problem, which sounds awful. <laughs> um, but, yeah, by myself, um, sometimes just, you know, when you go to bed, you think about the day even if it's been quite a good day it can just all be a bit overwhelming and I'm prone to having a little cry occasionally in bed for no real reason so that's probably when I've maybe been on my own perhaps like over Christmas or something I find Christmas a bit over the top yes it's quite overwhelming I think that I don't you know what? I think maybe I'm not crying that much, but my face is looking quite sad and it's been commented on <laughs> by a lot of people. It's not a grimace. It's like, what's what's a sad face called? I don't know. I look mopey, mournful. I look mournful. Mourn. I've been told before that I have sad eyes and I think that's just my default face. You know how some people have like resty bitching, bitchy face or whatever it is? Resting, resting bitch face. So like the default face is kind of like angry and bitchy. But like <laughs> mine is just like really confused and upset. That's just how I look. That's how I look when I'm thinking. <laughs> and people mistake that for being upset and then that makes me upset because I can't control my own face. I think that's my main problem at the moment, actually. Yeah, it's very it's very difficult. Um, okay, we've missed out some of them and I think... Mm-hmm, make make one true we statement each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling... <laughs> do you want to make one of those? Oh. We, a true we statement. Um, Had you not planned one of these? No, I'm. I have thought of a few... Um, are we both feeling that some of these questions aren't probing enough? <laughs> uh, I think we are feeling mentally and physically exhausted by this challenge, but closer. Catherine, you're on your phone. You're no, on it's your because phone. people have actually tweeted. Unacceptable. How am I supposed to feel like we're getting more so, intimate with each other when you're on your phone? <laughs> so, um, Kieran, who's listening, has sent a few, but because I wasn't checking my phone live while doing it, I don't know what his answers were for. But he said, yes, only in work, bullet points only. That must be preparing for a phone call. Or it could be, when was the last time you cried in front of someone? I mean, you know, Kieran, you've got to give us a context here. What are we supposed to work with? Kieran will be in touch and we'll find out your answers. Um, we have we have one final question, but before that, I also wanted to point out, so one of the ones that we missed out was, of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? Well, that's I, just another one that is just a horrible just thing much. to it's think just about. It's Okay, our final question, although I'm not sure where this is going to go, to be honest. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? (laughs) So I've thought of um, another clever answer, like my, you know, we've got our integrity one, which you also might find funny uh, (laughs) (laughs) for being too serious. Um, So I put down the thing that people care about most. So, like, everyone has that thing that is just their kind of sore point that really bothers them. Like, you know, whether it's just something that you've always secretly worried about being a bit rubbish at or the thing that you really enjoy doing the most and yet, you know, you've not managed to make it your career or whatever. Everyone's got a kind of sticking point. Okay, so, like, someone's someone's sore point. I see what you're saying. Yeah, what about you? I've written, like, nothing is too serious. (laughs) 
Sorry. Nothing. Well, I think like it just depends on your tone. If you're saying it, in a, you know, as an intimate and close personal friend, if you're saying it with a kind of, you know, it's said in jest and with love, then it doesn't really matter. But I also don't really like this idea that you can make anything funny by implying that you're being kind of postmodern ironic and I don't like that so I think there are certain things where there's a line so like a lot of people love those like those dead baby jokes I hate that I just find that's I hate true that. but is it yeah no I'm not a fan I don't understand why that's a genre we can agree on that yeah one. like okay, things, so things like things that, that are really like nasty yeah okay so I guess just to wrap up although that was an un- unpleasant point to end on I've chosen another question quickly tell your partner <laughs> what you like about them be very honest this time saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met although we already did this Give me another thing you like about me. Think another thing I like about you. I you think I like your unwavering generosity of time and spirit. So, like, oh. I know that if I phoned you at four in the morning and said I'm really desperate, you would definitely, cher- like, sort of journey to see me and sort me out. And you wouldn't mind that you felt really tired the rest of the day if you felt that I really needed your help. That's nice. Um... I think that you like really strive to be a good friend. Oh, okay, that's so, nice. <laughs> so now that we've done other questions, I want to ask: Do we feel closer? What have we learned? I never thought that you thought I was stylish because you're <laughs> you're more of the style one. So that's quite a big deal for me, um, which is the most kind of um, selfish point out of all of this, really, that I'm seizing on. But thanks. Um, uh, yeah, I, I actually, I don't think I feel like necessarily closer, but I think it's quite nice to have a conversation actually about your friendship properly without it being really serious. Like people tend to have heart to hearts when they're sort of falling out or there's a problem. You don't sit and do a kind of, let's just talk about how much we love each other because it's so cheesy and cringe. But there's something quite nice about sharing some of these things. Some so of these things. That's as friends. I mean, as lovers... I mean, I, I'm not going to leave James for you right now. That's a, a devastating end to the episode. Um, okay, yeah, I think it is nice, actually. And I might be using these questions on potential love interests. Um, yeah, throughout the next, throughout the coming weeks, I'll let you know about this. What questions do you think they've missed off that actually would help? Or things that you think would help you fall in love with someone? If you just decided, they seem nice, I want to put everything into it. What would make you go for a relationship I feel like you have to do this and an activity where you triumph for university <laughs> together you th- okay you think that like the two ingredients for falling in love are this questionnaire and like um, hiking yeah or like you know having to do some um, orienteering and like live in a tent or something Sounds like a perfect recipe for love. Okay, I think we're going to wrap up there. Um, Yeah, so thanks for engineering, Chris. It's been great. Thanks, Um, Chris. And yeah, Catherine, I feel really good and really close to you right now. Um, (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Night, listeners. Bye. For full versions of our shows, check out verylosewomen.wordpress.com. This programme was brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Visit our website at resonancefm.com to hear our vast range of original 24-7 broadcasts. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.